This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, this is supposed to be fun. Plus, Biz wants to know what, once and for all, Teresa learns that bribes work, and we welcome back clinical psychologist Dr. Jessica Zucker to continue our discussion on miscarriages and postpartum anxiety. Woo! Wow! It feels a little weird to shout woo after the words postpartum anxiety. (laughs) Woo, guys. Put your smiles on. It's time to march through life as a new parent. Enjoy it. But, you know, it was so funny when I said the title of the show, this is supposed to be fun. I realized that could really lead to, like, being the title of so many discussions we could be having today. Oh, serious. Right? Like, oh, yeah. It applies like, to so many things. Parenting is supposed parenting. to be fun, guys. <laughs> Are we all having fun? But that's not actually what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to talk about the fun our children are supposed to be having. <laughs> Resentful as I'm so that. resentful of everything. I was talking to Teresa. Teresa was like, how are you? And if you go all the way back to our very first episode where we're talking about <laughs> forests and, like, how we handle, you know, these early years of childhood. And, you know, Teresa has her beautiful forest that she was in. I'm not saying that every forest Teresa has is a beautiful forest. I was that, in, like, a newborn baby Yeah, forest. you were in a newborn we're baby forest. We're not talking forest. about just in general right. parenting beautiful <laughs> forest. We're talking about newborn baby. Newborn baby. And forest. I was in, like, the, ugh. Yeah. Right. I've been, I, I realized I maybe had been in a forest for, like, three years. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was very scary and dark, and I could not find the way out. Uh, and then, you know, around three years, I started finding the way out and it was great. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I just, I just would like to announce for the record, as Teresa pointed out, how resentful I was sounding. Uh, I think I'm back in the forest, guys, oh, with number two. He is, this is, These it are is the dark very, forest days. oh, it's so dark. It is oh. very hard to find balance, reason, <laughs> patience. Uh, it's that whole, who am I now? Mm. Maybe I think I literally was like, I may not be a good mother. Yeah, I may not. I may no, not, you know what you said I mean, to me. What? You texted me and you said, "Oh, what did you it was, say?" Maybe I'm not supposed to I be a mother. I don't think I'm actually yeah. supposed to be. A I don't mother think I'm today. actually. Su- but you had the presence of mind to be like, "Right now, this is how I feel." You yeah. weren't like, "I'm not a mother." You <laughs> Goodbye. Like, Go on to get milk. Uh, you they- were like, I, "This is how I feel right now." <laughs> so that's that's just. So enjoy the next couple of months of shows. Yeah. Is that seeps its way into all of our conversations from me. Uh, Maybe you'll feel better after today. You know what would make me feel better? What? Some badges. Yeah. A way to recognize that I'm doing a good job and that nobody cares, but maybe if I had some cool badges, which is why we're going to take a minute to talk about this, but we want to remind you guys that we just launched via Kickstarter uh, a set, uh, several sets of parenting merit badges they that are in no that are both that perfect blend of honest recognition <laughs> and uh, sort of resentful humor. 
Yeah, basically. They're, yeah, I think they're. I mean, they're basically. I've been having a lot of fun spreading the word about this on social media and getting a lot of reactions from people who are very excited to have something that is just very like pro parent yeah. kind of like just very like. Hey, like we're all doing a good job. Like let's right. stop passing around these these things that are going viral that are about like things you should be doing a better job of. Ten things, things you should you're be doing careful wrong. about. You're right. Or you didn't realize it, but this thing that you're doing is actually quite harmful. And like <laughs> whatever. And it's yeah. just it's not helping anybody feel better or do a better job. It's right. making us all feel deficient. And our parenting merit badges <laughs> are really just like yeah, this shit is hard, and you're doing a great job, and you deserve to feel good about the stuff that you're doing. Right. If I only got one badge out of it, it would be the Got Milk badge, yeah, which describe, is literally the badge, yeah. which is literally the badge that says, you went out to get milk, and you came back. <laughs> you didn't go and start a new life. You came back. To your to, family. To your family. You're going to keep going. Okay? Because that's like, I am in such a like... Yeah, I I, I may you go need... I may go get some milk so, and just keep walking yeah, until so... I Thelma and Louise it off a cliff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's so yeah. So like that's what these badges are. They're yeah. just they're just that. If you want to check out our badges, just go to Kickstarter oh, yeah. and type in one bad mother. Just go to that's Kickstarter, <laughs> type in one bad mother. Our campaign will pop up. You yeah. can watch our adorable little video. There we are. Um, yeah, there we are. <laughs> Saying some stuff. Yep. Share it with a parent that you know in your life is doing a good job and that, like, may need, I don't know, just, like, a vote of confidence. Yeah. And these, just so you know, right now, these are just the graphics. I mean, you, these will be actual physical badges. That you can sew onto a thing if you want. Yes. So bust out the sleeveless denim jackets, (laughs) rip off the Slayer badges, replace them with the mom and dad parenting badges because that's who you are now. And let's go hang out in a parking lot. And you can also, our third level, our third level kit comes sure. with a canvas <laughs> bag, like a very nice uh, messenger bag that doubles as a diaper bag if you want. Yeah. And it, that has actually turned out to be one of our most popular levels because I think people really like that the idea of having like the complete set and you can sew the badges on if you want or like a few of them. Take them, to, your, take them to the lot, take them to the drive cleaners down the street they will put it on your bag for you sure and uh if you don't want to wear you know if you want to keep your slayer vests uh, as it is as that's a, what biz is gonna do as a memento of the life you once led <laughs> Teresa. yes how are you? What do you deserve a badge for this week? How are you? Oh, man. Thank you for asking that question. I deserve a badge for fucking at least temporarily fixing this weird problem I've been having with my four-year-old, which is that when I take my kids to daycare to bring drop them off in the morning, daycare slash preschool, they both go to the same place, um, my four-year-old runs away from me the minute we get inside the gate. He's very good in the parking lot, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But then the minute we get inside the gate, he bolts and he just makes the morning really difficult, like between right. getting in the gate and getting him to his classroom. Sure. Um, and so I've, I, see, I've seen that kid. Oh man, I know. I know who your kid is. He just <laughs> wanders off, and then he thinks it's really fun. Right. And like I, last week, I was trying to convince him that like he shouldn't be doing that, and yeah. he was like. No, but it's a fun game that I really like playing. That's <laughs> so, what literally went so his fuck you, mom. Yeah, he was just like, no, I'm not going to be able to change that right now because I'm really having fun with it. It's something so, I like to do. So anyways, I just, I, I 
changed a couple of things. Thing number one was that I realized if I don't stop to sign him in when we first get in the gate, I can kind of stay with his yeah. momentum a little more. And that's like rational. usually when I start signing him in, that's the time where he just like can't be bothered to stand there with me and he runs off. Seems totally reasonable. So I don't sign him in right then. I plan to sign him in when I after I finish dropping him off at his classroom. Which is fine. But the real thing (laughs) that has turned this whole thing around and has gotten me to get him safely holding my hand all the way to his classroom two mornings in a row is by bribery. Oh, the ultimate parenting technique. (laughs) I mean, we got those little, um, the mini peanut butter cups, mini chocolate peanut butter cups. Yeah, delicious. And so they're tiny, but they're so good. So I just have them at home, and I'm like, if you can be a helper with holding my hand and and going all the way to your classroom, you're going to earn one of those little chocolate things, and when we get home from school, you can have one. And I mean... Good job, Teresa. I'm done. Just good job. Thanks. That you don't have to say anything more. Thank you. I approve. You have done a good job. I feel good. You should feel good. <laughs> it's fine. Good job. Thanks. How are you? Well, guess what? What? The other day, Katie Bell started saying something new. What? Guess what? Oh fuck. It's guess what? Uh-huh. All she says is guess what? Okay. It started out kind of slow, like yeah. a couple of months ago. Hey, Mama, guess what? Hey, guys, guess what? Guess guess what? There's also a lot of other. Did you at first be honest? At first you thought it was cute. At first I was like, "Ah," I was just like, "Fuck it!" But now it is. Guess what? I mean, she cannot tell a story without guess what coming out. Mama, guess what? What? At school today? Yeah. Guess what? What? Heidi was do. Guess what? What? <gasps> guess what? I mean, like, literally, it's guess what? And, and all I want to do, because it's so, it's, de- 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 right. it's like everything, <laughs> clearly, until we're all dead in the ground, everything will appear to be a deep, deep, deep yep. to me. Yep. But the, the guess what? The, all I want to do is, because I've been really frustrated, <laughs> dark forest, everybody, I'm just like, hi, Katie Bell. And guess what? Okay, I need you to stop saying guess what? I need you to tell mm. me the story. Just tell me the story. But what I really want to do is I just want to yell chicken butt every yeah. time she says it. Guess what? Chicken butt, Katie Bell. Chicken butt. <laughs> chicken butt. Chicken. What was I saying, Mama? I don't know what you were saying, Katie Bell. <laughs> just, it is, it is beginning to, it, she says question. it so much, okay. by the way, All right. that now Ellis, who is 22, how old is, how old's Oscar? He's going to be two in a week. So, and 23 months. I got 23 month old. Ellis uh-huh. into 22. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's going to be a whole thing. That's going to be a thing. Um, saying, starting to say, guess what? Mm-hmm. We'll be in the car, and I'll hear this from the back seat. Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> I'm like, what, Ellis? <laughs> what do you want? What, Ellis? Sky. <laughs> okay, that's right. I said, guess what? Guess what? Mama. <laughs> guess what? Guess what? Driving. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Wait, that's... I, I have something about Katie Bell though. Honestly, if my okay, my kid does the same thing except yeah. not with guess what, and I think they're tr- I think they're processing what they want to say next. It's like me saying it's like. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm or saying? Or me going, Ugh. yeah. It's just the thing she's using to fill space yeah. while she's gathering her thoughts. Sure, right? I I am what sure. What was that's she doing what before? 
She was just still pausing. Talking. Just pausing. Does she not? Is that my not children a thing don't for her? pause? No we pausing. Don't pause. Okay. Who, who are we talking to? This All is right. my house. There's no pausing. In I my thought house. it might make you don't... feel better if you knew that that's what oh, it was. But if like ninety percent of parenting, it's supposed to make you feel better when you know the secret it inner workings help. of it. Doesn't make me not want to okay. say chicken butt. Okay. You know. Anyway, right. there you go. Um, but she's having a good time. All right. As long as somebody's having fun, that's all that matters. Which is what's going to lead us into our discussion today about fun and our kids. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, today we are going to talk about fun. Mm -hmm. And we have addressed this in the past a little bit. We've talked about, you know, trying to fill our children's lives with so much fun, filling every moment with some sort of activity, not letting them be bored. We've also talked about playing make-believe and how that's horrible Mm -hmm. and not at all as much fun as we thought that was going to be before we had kids. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be a princess? Do you want to go play cars? Do you want to? No, no, that's no fun. It's no fun for me, at least. Um, But one of the things Teresa and I were talking about separately about something else that I think ties into this, just to let you in on if you guys haven't figured it out already, uh, given our kids' age differences. So just to remind people, if it's your first day, Katie Bell is six years old and Ellis is a month shy of, of two. And Simon is four, and Oscar will be two in a week. And when we started the show, Katie Bell was just about four years old. Uh, four-ish. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah three-ish three, going into four. Three and a half, yeah. Yep. And, and Simon was one and a half. Yeah, Simon was yeah. one and a half. So a lot of those discussions we had sort of that first year, Teresa was like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was she like, was that sympath- sounds weird. My kid will never be three. <laughs> yeah, right. right. It was much more of a sympathetic year. Uh, and it was a lot of my perspective of what's sort of happening and the perspective of somebody who's about, who hasn't gotten into mm-hmm. it yet, which is what like all parenting discussions are mm-hmm. everywhere. Which is why they're so fun. Oh, they're they good. Just- Speaking of fun. But now, Teresa, the yesterday texts me and says, hey, let's do a show on like fun. And yeah. I was like, didn't we already? Oh, we may have, but yeah. this may be totally different. Uh-huh. So anyway, get, get ready for us to rehit a lot of old discussions coming mm-hmm. at it from new perspectives. But let's start with fun. All right, real quick. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about today is watching our kids have fun, okay? And the, the intoxication, how intoxicating it feels when you see your kids genuinely having fun and how you, you really want to make that keep going. Right, mm, you want to take yeah. them to fun places. You want to let's let's go have some fun. Yeah. Um. So I want to start off with do what what have you seen your kids doing that seemed really like where where do you remember seeing your kids having fun? Oh man, uh, beach is the big one. Okay. Um. Also the oh yeah, that's a good the, one. The like splash pad at the park. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's usually the, I think those are the two big ones, yeah. at least for Simon. Oscar's still at the age where he can just have fun anywhere, right. doing anything. Um, but Simon, definitely, like, playing at the beach, building sandcastles, splashing in and out of the waves, and then, like, being at 
the splash pad at the park where it's just water everywhere yeah. going every different direction and he's just running around jumping yeah. in here and there you know with a bucket and stuff like that yeah you know what i think that's yeah the you're right the beach is is key and i, I that you saying that reminds me so much of why i think this is an interesting discussion and why I think it's going to tie into what we're going to talk about in a little bit. But when they're having that fun at the beach, I don't know mm-hmm. if this is true for you, but when Katie Bell's at the beach and Ellis is at the beach, they are both having so much fun mm-hmm. doing whatever they're doing mm-hmm. that as a parent, Stefan and I really get to just sit there mm-hmm. and kind of watch them have fun. Mm-hmm. It's not stressful at all. There's mm-hmm. no we have to get somewhere. There's no making fun for them. You know, maybe you go stand next to them while they're throwing rocks in the ocean or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Really, this sort of euphoric place of, ah, Mm -hmm. my kids are having fun. Mm -hmm. I'm actually having fun just sitting here. And there's no, like, pressure. It Mm. feels super laid back. I can remember we took Katie Bell to Vermont when she was around three and a half and to visit some relatives. And we went out to dinner at this, you know, this is like the smallest town in Vermont Mm. ever. So it was like a restaurant at the back of an old Victorian house. And you just sat outside in chairs and she, like under, you know, umbrellas and stuff. It was super laid back. And she just like ran around because it was all fenced in. It was like one of the first times she ever could just run around. We were living in New York at the time. And she just, oh, she had so much fun just like spinning and running. And Stephanie and I got to sit and have like a drink and kind of eat our dinner. And we all... And that is the intoxicating feeling of Mm. fun. Mm. So I think what happens is you're then like, well, let's go out and have some more fun. Definitely. Let's try and make that fun happen again. And what's awful is when you do that and they don't have any fun at all. Yeah. Right? So Because you sit there and you think, oh, my kids are having so much fun. Where are some other fun places we can take them? Right. All right. uh, Disneyland. That's fun. Water park. That, that's fun. Yeah. Let's go, roller skating, that's fun. Yeah. Like, why? I would have fun there. Why wouldn't that be fun? Let's go do it. And yeah. you get to these places and your kids are like, I want to go. Yeah. Right? Like, well, I think definitely I'm totally with you on like the pressure is released yeah. when they're having fun. I think there's a combined, um, a- another thing combined with that though is that when my kids are having fun, I feel like I've done a good job. Oh, so I yeah. feel really good about myself when they're having fun. <laughs> right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so yeah. There, there is that that pressure's off. I'm relaxed. I'm able to like have one thought in my fucking head for once and just enjoy them enjoying themselves. And I'm like, this is so great. I made this happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so I think, and then. That compounds on the flip side of that, which is when you take your kids to a place for the purpose of having Having fun fun. and fun does not happen. Not only do you feel the stress of they're not having fun and you're kind of trying to like figure it out and fix it and work it out and have a day. Right. But like you put all this effort into it. It's so much work to get there and do it. And that's. It seems like it's for nothing. And then yeah. you just, for me, I feel like such a failure. Like oh, I feel, yeah. I feel like I've done such a bad job if my kids are not having fun. Like even if actually I did an amazing job because I'm the whole reason that we're there doing this thing right. rather than sitting at home or whatever. But like I feel like it's my fault. Like, well, I do you know th- what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. And I, I, I know. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I always feel just like beat up in that uh-huh. situation. I feel yeah. just like this was 
was this even worth right. it? Like, what's wrong? Yeah. And and the very before we had kids, I know I've shared this story, but it is my all time favorite. I have two favorite pre children stories: being at a water park and being at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, Stefan and I are on uh, the ride for Big Thunder Mountain, and there's a little girl and her dad in the mm-hmm. behind us, and the little girl like is, clearly doesn't want to be on the ride, uh-huh. and the dad, <laughs> the dad says, "This is supposed to be." Fun, right? It's like the least sounding fun thing that could ever come out of somebody's mouth. Like, you better fucking have fun, Rick. Fucking Disneyland. You are gonna, this is the most fun ride. And oh, Stephen and I, we, we were dying. We yeah. were laughing so hard. And I remember yeah. thinking, I'll never right. do that. <laughs> How many times in my head I'm like, this is supposed to be fun, guys. Yeah. Pull it together, right? We're going to Wally World. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. supposed to be. You get wrapped up I, because. You want more of that awesome feeling. Yeah. And, you know, if we're not going to be totally selfish, we want our kids to have fun. Yeah, we do. It's yeah, amazing it w- to see them having fun. It's just so awesome. I don't know. Like, yeah. It's just- All right. So so I want you to – I want to know where this sort of came from for you recently. I mm. feel like you recently had possibly a, a, a setup. A thing happened. A thing. I want to hear about it. It's called Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> the gr- the happiest place on earth to take your children to not be happy. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, we chose, we purposely chose like a weekday yeah. in the fall, uh-huh. you know, to go because right? we didn't want it to be too hot or too crowded. Our kids had never been there to be- been there before. To be clear, I'm trying to think of how to get the gist of this out without like describing our entire day. But basically. Overall, we had a good day, and, like, by the end of the night, everyone was happy and, like, left happy, yeah. and it was really good. But, like, I I will say the first, like, three solid hours yeah. were kind of, like, my worst nightmare. Like, just everything – it was – I mean, it was mainly my four-year-old. It was mainly Simon. Like, I mean, Oscar was just cool with whatever, but Simon, this had all been so built up. Right. Even if we're trying not to, it just gets built up. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's been hearing about Disneyland for years from kids at school. Right. You know? Um, and just the drive down there in morning rush hour takes a while. Yep. So he's being patient in the car. He's being patient in the parking garage. He's being patient in line for the tram. Yep. He's in, patient in the tram, patient for the stroller, patient in line for security, patient again for the getting through the ticket, like yeah. entering the park, patient to use the potty. Because by then it had been yeah, like everybody's two and a half hours, yeah. you know. And then the first thing we go that he wants to do there's a line for yeah. and it wasn't even a long line but he couldn't but could not it. do it yeah. he could not after all of those yeah. things that he had to be patient for getting to the thing that he wanted to do he could not even do a te- like a 10 minute yeah line like, he could not do it yeah and then when you know i gave him lots of opportunities to not leave the line because yeah. i knew as soon as he left the line that the, any, I said, anywhere else we go, there's going to be a little bit of waiting anywhere yeah. else we go. As long as we're here, we're already making our way. We're already almost right. there. But he was like, no, no, no. So we leave the line. And then that was when he had, like, the ultimate meltdown. Because yeah. he realized, we're out of line what now. the fuck, and, and what are we doing? And, yeah. you know, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't like this. I wish we didn't come uh, to Disneyland. All the different things that yeah. I offered to try to read. Because it's not the time. You're tantruming in a park. It's not the time to... And whatever. The only thing I could do was try to redirect to something yeah. better, something yeah, different, something course. that would happen fast. I'm offering him food. I'm offering him. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like eventually we got through it and we did like 
start we once we had done like a ride and seen like a character yeah. you know and then like once you've done a couple things everybody kind of loosens up like yeah. we had a little bit of fun you know yeah, it's all yeah. going to be okay and like the rest of the day <clears throat> You know, it was utterly exhausting. It was a full you do it workout. All day. It was yeah. a full workout. Yeah, you know, it's we a left lot. at eight o'clock. Like we were there all day. That's with that's the two huge. kids. It was major. But like they did have fun and the fun that they had made me so happy. It made me feel like I like did it. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like, but that doesn't mean but I mean I wanna get back to that first sure, part yeah. where it's the like because I mean I think I think that's just it. There's who is having fun? Mm-hmm. Who, like, who's supposed to be having fun in this situation? Because mm-hmm. once the kid stops having fun, you're not having any Mm-mm. fun, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we it, it is the exact opposite of the feeling that you get when your kid's in that perfect, fun, euphoric moment, mm-hmm. right? And it, like you said, it makes you question, like, should we have even done this? Yeah. Am I doing a bad job? Yeah. How could I have done this differently? Yeah. And it's really exhausting. Oh, and it's yeah. like one of those places where you have to, especially when you've gone to a thing. Yeah. It's not like the park. You're no. like, oh, we're not having fun. Everybody yeah, back in the like, car. We're yeah. going to go home, right? No, it's we've like, been taking the day off work. We're, like, you know, we're, this is supposed to be fun. Oh, this better be we fun. We are going to have These some. These tickets cost 100 yeah, bucks. <laughs> we are having fun today. Yeah. Yeah, that is, it's a really stressful and disappointing place to be. Yeah. Like, and and it, it, it's, and then it just brings you to the question of, well, should we do anything with kids? Or, which is not really the question, but is it the one I have to, like, ask myself all the time, okay, who is this for? Who's supposed to be having fun? Mm -hmm. And should we do it if I'm not going to have fun? If I, as the adult, if I, as the adult, am not going to have fun if my kid doesn't like it. True, yeah. Well, but it's all a gamble. I mean, anytime you try to do anything, I mean, there's lots of things Little things even that I try to do with Simon that I think are going to be fun for him. Yeah. He just doesn't think are fun. And it's right. like, oh, okay. Well, that that's okay, I guess. You know, like, yeah. I just, I think it's, you have to, like, keep trying to do so- some. I guess. <laughs> um, no, but I do. I, I do well, it's like, the expectations. I mean, I yeah. think it's a once again where, and I, you know, I'm such, I am so not in the mood to be empathetic with my children right now. Mm. Guess Thank what? Thank you for Guess, like spelling that out. That was what? very, very clear. <laughs> okay, you. and I get it. Guess what, Teresa? What? Guess what? what? Oh, <laughs> I don't want to be oh, empathetic God. with my kids. Yes, okay. but <clears throat> but it is one of those times when you're planning that kind of stuff. There is not. I still take Katie Bell when I've taken her to things like Disneyland, mm-hmm. and that first. Maybe the first hour is fine mm-hmm. because she knows what to expect. But then the second hour, like when the hunger starts to settle mm-hmm. in or her expectations aren't being met quite mm-hmm. yet or whatever, and she starts to de-evolve. Mm-hmm. And, like, and then I quickly, we're, we are oh, going to sit yeah. here and we're going to pull it together. Yeah. You know, and she's like, ah. And, you know, yeah. it, it, it's, we have to understand that, I mean, I have to understand she's still, you know, six. Yeah. What does she know about patience? Right. I can barely stay patient through the afternoon. Right. As an adult. Yeah. As a 41-year-old woman, I can barely get through the grocery store with patience. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she's six. Yeah. You know? So, like, so much of it is that, like, ugh, we need a we need a patience badge is what we yeah, need. Right? We like, that page, like, good job. Badge. You didn't, yeah. like, lose your total shit all over the place uh, while your child's supposed to be having fun. The sad the sad truth is, is we, if we go back and listen to the first part of this discussion, we were like, where's your kid having the most fun? 
it's the beach. Yeah. Or it's the splash pad. It's the thing that's totally contained. It's the thing that really kind of takes the least effort a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be the you know, the park yeah, woods just the or park. like whatever. Yeah. And it's when we get kind of wrapped up and all that we're going to go out and have this big fun experience, which is very disappointing to me because I feel like Oh, why is it always the easiest answer that's the one that's sometimes the best answer? I find really frustrating mm-hmm. because as a parent, I want to – there is this pressure to create the fun and create the memories and mm-hmm. create all this stuff. And it's disappointing when that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why am I not just going to the beach every day? Yeah. You know, like, why are we not just out on a splash pad every afternoon? I mean, because it's California and it's still 100 degrees in the end yeah. of October. That's why we're talking about So that's things. why we're talking about Sorry. these guys. <laughs> seventh level of hell here right now um i don't know i mean i don't i don't know if there's like a big takeaway from this i mean i don't know what do you think what do you think i just for me it's really the big one is like it's really hard to remember that it's not my responsibility to make them have fun that's really hard it's so hard especially when they're young and you don't have the experience to know that lesson yet. Totally. I mean, I, mean, I really think that that's yeah. like, there's a thing, because your kids are so young, they're still not old enough to be on their own, per se, or right. go to your room for five hours, or go right. outside for eight hours, when they're really little. I yeah. mean, Katie Bell's hitting that age now. She really can go out and do independent things and uh-huh. sort of create her own fun. Mm-hmm. But until then, it's really hard to get to that mental place you're talking about, where it's not yeah. your responsibility, when it feels like everything's your responsibility at that moment. Totally. Well, I think the thing is, is just like, we can't, like, we can, we, I think it is our responsibility to, like, do stuff with our kids. <laughs> I just don't think it's our responsibility that, like, how they're going to react to right. every situation. You know what I mean? Like, Wow, that's applicable just... to everything else in life, too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because, it, because yeah, like, we can't control how they're going to be feeling. Yeah. You know, like, we can make sure they've had a snack. We can make sure they have water. Yeah. You know, we can pick something that seemed like something they might be interested in. Right. But, like, you just... Wow. This discussion (laughs) on fun has turned, like, the least fun. Have I forced everybody into my dark forest? No, I I I do hear what you're saying. And I do think that that's actually a very positive thing to say. We need to take the pressure off of ourselves. Mm -hmm. There, If there's one thing you can't control, that is how much fun your kid is having (laughs) emotionally to any specific event. Mm -hmm. You know, the best we can do is set them up for success, for fun success. And, you know, maybe take that attention and focus it on ourselves with our own expectations of what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, it's it's sometimes hard in the middle of all that parenting to find fun anywhere in general. You know, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard work and you're tired and you're like, Mm -hmm. and maybe we should just be looking more for grabbing those moments where it just seems to be happening organically. Yeah. Uh, Because you can't make organic fun, guys. Mm -mm. You have to. (laughs) trip over it. Despite what Pinterest tells you, you cannot make organic fun in your backyard with a tarp and some sponges. Because I've tried, brother. That does not work. But really recognize those. Really grab mm-hmm. them. And then only think about those for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Hi, I'm Allegra Ringo, a dog owner. And I am Renee Colvert, a dog wanter. And together, we're the hosts of Can I Pet Your Dog, a podcast for unapologetic dog lovers. So let's talk about this. What are you getting yourself into? What is this podcast about? Well, we have dog news, dog experts, and interviews with special guests about their dogs. We also talk about dogs that we met this week. Join us every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org for new episodes of Can I Pet Your Dog? Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. All right. I do not have a genius for myself this okay. week, so I'm going to give a Jesse a genius. Okay. Because this was a Jesse genius. So we went to... I have not... Literally have not had any genius <laughs> Um, so we went to a wedding over the weekend and, um, it was like 103 degrees. It was an outdoor wedding. And so they actually were really smart and decided to push the wedding back by like an hour and a half. It was going to start at 4.30. They pushed it back to like six. Nice. Um, but, and so we had the sitter coming, blah, 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 getting ready. And then Jesse got a text from the groom letting us know about them pushing it back. But he didn't tell me until I was out the door. So we went on a date. We literally wow. went on a date before the wedding. Like we cuz I I totally would have just yeah. taken forever in the house doing other shit. Good job, Jesse. That is what we're talking about, yeah. people. Yeah. That's the kind of like little bit of effort you have to take to make life easier for your partner. Like yeah. don't just do it. Yeah. Just do it. And it worked. It's and great. it was it was so fun. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah. Good job, Jesse. Yeah. Good job. How about you? Uh, I didn't go out for milk. I didn't abandon my family. Good after. job. Stefan had been gone for like two weeks, guys. He was like gone oh. for like forever after, oh. which followed another trip that he had just been gone on. Oh. It, no one was here. Like all family, like his family was gone as well. Like, I mean, it was like one of those things where you're like, I, I, there's no one. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a couple of friends or whatever, but yeah. it's like, you're really on your own. Yeah. It was really exhausting and I survived. And I will say my actual genius was, I actually emailed Stefan before he came home and I said, you know, we all know that coming home from trips is, I, you're never, it's never great. We, we know this about mm-hmm. me. <laughs> um, that he gave my best efforts. Oh, for I, anyone too, I can though. be really, you know, it's really hard for me to get used to having somebody back into that, uh-huh. having him back into the house. And, um, but I just said, I just wanted you to know where my head is this time as you're coming. Like, these are some issues that I'm sort of coming to the surface Mm -hmm. as a result of having all this time and how hard this work has been and like all the other things I'm doing and balancing. So I'm just laying this all out for Mm -hmm. you. So you've got time on your flight home to kind of know what you're walking into. Mm -hmm. We can address these issues whenever, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't want to like falsify it by being like, can't wait to see you. Uh-huh. I can't, I, I can't wait to see you. Yeah. But all this other stuff is under the surface. So yeah. let's just, 
So my genius is that I warned him. I don't know if that necessarily helped anything. but I, I like that, especially because I feel like that also takes the pressure. Like, if he comes home and you haven't told him that yeah. stuff, you want to tell him. But, then, so how this do you, way, yeah. but then how do you do it without kind of, like, poisoning everything? Yeah. He already knows. And you don't have to worry, like, I need to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, at least it's out there. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that anyway, so that was kind of. That was really smart. Make an attempt. Good job. Thank you. Hey, guys. I'm calling with a fail that I turned into a genius moment. Um, my fail is that I taught my two-year-old how to use a light switch. I, I don't know why. I'm a moron. I, I thought that maybe if I taught him how to do something, a little something to help, he would be, you know, he would enjoy that. Well, uh, he enjoyed it a little bit too much. So, of course, nap time comes around. And what does he do? He turns the light switch on. And I turn it off. He turns it back on. I turn it off. And we just turn into this battle. And it's just, oh, it was so annoying. I feel so stupid. I just feel like I suck. <laughs> and then I had my genius moment. And I realized that I am smarter than a freaking two-year-old. And I went downstairs. And I opened the breaker box. And I flipped the breaker to his room. <laughs> Lights go off. No more battle. I have won. Now, granted... That breaker apparently was connected to not only his light, but the light in the nursery and the light in the master bedroom and for some reason the dining room downstairs. But it doesn't matter because he eventually went to sleep and I can check and then make sure the light switches in the off position, turn the breaker back on, and no one is the wider. So we've been doing that for about a week now. So hopefully it keeps working until he learns how to use the breaker. Anyway, I love the show. Bye, guys. Okay. This is my favorite it's, thing it's ever. It really is so genius, it's so and it's good. so layered with like yeah. fails. It's, I mean, I love it. Like, it's so good. It is. It so falls into genius. Mm -hmm. But I love that. Like, I can just see like three years from now, you're still flipping that yeah. breaker switch. <laughs> I just, I love this so I really much. Yeah. I, I just love this call. For so many reasons. It's fantastic. It is, You're doing such a good you job. You are doing such a good job. <laughs> I love it. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. This one I saved especially for you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> today, as we talked about Disneyland yeah. and how important it is to have fun, fun at guys. Disneyland. <laughs> so when Simon and... When Simon was having his meltdown in the first part of our trip to Disneyland, and Jesse, were, Jesse and I were having like no luck getting right. him through anything, I took him to the Toy Story gift shop oh, yeah, and let did. him pick something out. And not only that, he picked out like he wanted like a little lots of stuffed animal so of yeah. course I had to get one for Oscar too great right but then somehow I got him a fucking astro blaster wow like a straight up they're on a keychain they're little but they make a loud obnoxious noise like they're oh, like yeah. shooting somebody with a laser yeah and they light up yeah and that totally violates the your, no no toy gun rule. No toy gun I rule. broke the no toy gun rule. Disneyland will break your Disneyland spirit. Disneyland <laughs> fucks with your brain. It does. It totally it, fucks with your brain. I was I somehow he had it and I was like this is great. fine whatever he's happy. I'll get one for Oscar too. <laughs> so now they both have Astro Blasters. <laughs> Oh, Teresa, I am sorry. That is a that is a ethical fail yeah. for you. 
But secretly, I'm like, you made it. You survived. You, you're fine. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. You're okay. Just a little regretful. It's a little, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I don't even, I just don't even know what to say about that whole thing. That's because I'm, I deeply feel you. Okay. Thank I you. Deeply feel well, you. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so it's been a long couple of weeks mm-hmm. and it's been incredibly hot here. And being in a car with your child in the heat's the worst. Mm-hmm. And just being in the car, like I felt like, felt like my my existence is purely getting into a car with children, taking them somewhere, picking them up. Like my whole day is just oh, driving God. around, yeah. and it's horrible and hot. And I forgot Ellis's water bottle, and which is uh, he's almost two, and this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Yeah, he's really expressing himself now, guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, he definitely wasn't expressing himself before. Right. Ever. No, now now it's really honed in expression. <laughs> Guess what? Okay. Um, it's anyway. expression along with words now. Uh, so, but randomly in the car, I yeah. had like a Starbucks water cup. So it had yeah. the lid and it had a straw and there's uh-huh. a little bit of water in it. Not okay. too old. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. And I give it to him. Yeah. And I'm like, I, like I'm, I literally hand it to him. And I start driving, and I think, this is a fail happening right now. Yeah. Because you hear them, like, the straw's coming in and yep. out. And you know that lid's sure. coming off. Oh, sure. Maybe the best I can hope for is that he's going to drink it all before he starts disassembling it. Sure. But, I mean, like, I, I just I just sat in and accepted the fail. Good. I just said, I know when I get to the school yeah. to pick up Katie Bell, I'm going to open the door, and he's going to be soaked. soaked. Yeah. And he was. Yeah. And every time we got in the car seat the rest of that day, it was crying because he was wet because yeah. the car seat itself was soaked. Yeah. But I it just I was just like, all right. You surrendered to the there fail. There you go. I surrendered to the fail. Huh. Yeah. I just said, this is happening, and that's, there's no stopping it. That's a new one. Yeah. But I kind of like it. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just... Sit in your fail. Yeah. Yeah. A day after being out very late dancing and celebrating my birthday, something which I never do, staying out late and having fun on my own without my kids, I had to watch my kid, the four-year-old and a nine-month-old. And I was feeling really run down. And so I came up with this idea, which was I made up this story about spies trying to get us and my four-year-old got really into it and it, it made him behave so we went out grocery shopping anytime he got loud i'd say Shh, the spies they're, they're gonna hear us or when he didn't eat his food i'd say careful we need all our food energy so that we can escape the spies i just kept doing this and it totally worked and i thought i was a genius until the end of the day when we're going to bed and i'm saying good night and he admits to me Mommy, this was the worst day of my life. And I said, why? And he said, because people were always trying to get us. And I said, you know, that was just a pretend game. And he was so happy and so relieved. And he said, oh, because that was like a war. And I just felt horrible. I basically scared my kid all day long into behaving. And I thought that we were having a fun imaginary game. So now I feel like a total shit. Um, but in the long run, I still kind of don't regret it because at least now he knows it was just a game and he did behave and I was really tired. Lesson learned. Yeah, it that is definitely a fail. Yeah. Scarring your child emotionally for life with a fun game. Um, but I do like, again, I like that she accepted her fail. Yeah. She just said, you know what? This was, I feel horrible. Yep. 
But I did get my kid to do everything I wanted all day. <laughs> but I won't do it again. I won't do it again. Sure, sure. I'm not going to say I regret it. Right. Next time, ninjas. Maybe something less believable. The dragons are coming to get us. Well, you're a horrible mother. Yeah. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Great. <laughs> Good. This week, we are welcoming back Dr. Jessica Zucker, who's a clinical psychologist and writer based in Los Angeles. She specializes her practice in women's reproductive and maternal mental health. We spoke with her at great length, literally just a couple of months ago, about her own experience with miscarriage. And we're having her back to talk more about uh, that, specifically anxiety. And because she is a this is her line of work, Teresa, and I thought it might be fun to talk to her a little bit about general postpartum anxiety, sort of pump her for all all she's worth, all the information she's worth. What a horrible analogy yeah. in terms of motherhood. Let's yeah. pump her. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and we're also going to talk to her a little bit about the launch of her new line of pregnancy lost cards, which I think is going to be really interesting as well to talk about. Welcome back, Dr. Zucker. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we really we really enjoyed our talk with you last time. Everybody can go back to our episode where we talked about uh, miscarriage, and then we, we had you on to sort of talk about your own experiences as well as your perspective as a clinical psychologist on sort of yes. how we cope with, with loss. Mm-hmm. Um, Teresa and I also have in the past talked at great length about anxiety, uh, in particular postpartum anxiety, mm-hmm. as well as anxiety once your kids get older. Every, I, I, I swear, I just walk around with the mantra. I had to get myself to a place of really the worst that's going to happen is she's going to knock her teeth out. Like, I can't, like, I can't keep thinking. If that's it. the worst that can happen, right. now, I know. we live in a safe world. That's right. Now, I know much worse can happen, but I couldn't live like that anymore thinking that, you know, everything that's was right. a massive head injury. Um, right. But so we've talked a great length about anxiety, and but we've never had anybody on who could actually talk to this mm-hmm. <laughs> with some experience. Yeah. So I kind of want to start off talking a little bit about just that, postpartum anxiety, it, it, Teresa and I can at least say that two out of two women who have a baby uh, have dealt with anxiety right after having a baby. Everything feels heightened. Everything feels like a danger and a risk. Yep. Please tell us about that. Sure. Well, I'll start by saying, you know, media portrayals of women who are experiencing postpartum anything, um, you know, really sort of impact the way that people view postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. Um, Oftentimes what the media is showing is actually postpartum psychosis, which is incredibly rare. And so it it sort of gives people a sense that women who have uh, postpartum struggles are inevitably going to hurt their babies or are not good mothers or don't love their children, which couldn't be further from the truth. Um, The good news about postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and all of the other mood and anxiety disorders that happen in the postpartum period is that they are fully treatable. So too often, women are, of course, understandably afraid to share their depression, their anxiety, their intrusive thoughts, their feelings, um, even with their partner sometimes because they're afraid that people will think that they're actually going to act on something or that you know, they aren't grateful that they became a mother. 
And so oftentimes women are suffering in silence. Um, but again, the good news is that this is, these, these conditions are fully treatable uh, when people get help. Well, so it does, is it a lot of, is, is some of it based with just hormonal, uh, the things that are going on hormonally? Is this something that is tied into possibly previous uh, depression or, or sort of anxiety issues people maybe had before having children? Is that, or is it all of the above? It can be all of the above. There are, you know, risk factors for postpartum um, depression and postpartum anxiety and the other mood and anxiety disorders. Um, But yes, I mean, sometimes having a child can trigger all sorts of things, whether it be, you know, the hormonal shift sort of kick something off, um, or it can be childhood issues that maybe, you know, someone hadn't looked at before, you know, maybe Mm. feelings about their own mother um, in their own, you know, childhood or feeling under supported now in their family life. And now that this little person is fully reliant on them, that could stir up a lot of dependency related issues. So, yeah, I mean, it, it it can be sort of chemically related, but it can also be, of course, psychologically related. Is there like a, you mean, I, I feel like some of it's totally, you know, everything's okay. This is totally a normal reaction. You're trying to protect your child. Uh, is there a place, though, where it shifts into something where it's more uh-oh than oh, okay? Yes. yes. Yeah. So the postpartum blues um, are very typical and impact about 80% of women, 80-something percent of women after having a baby, and that should last up to about four weeks. And after that point, if any of these, you know, strong feelings persist and there, you know, anxiety and depression can show themselves in ways that you wouldn't expect. So people think maybe that depression means you're laying in bed. Depression can show itself through anxiety. Mm. So you could just not be sleeping at all, actually, but being incredibly depressed. Um, So, you know, depending on the severity of the symptoms, um, yeah, no, women should not be suffering in motherhood. And so <laughs> wait, if, wait, whoa, I'm sorry, right yeah, yeah, what, what? Yeah, wait, well, I whoa. see what their own let's, moods. Let's hear that again, let's hear that <laughs> Look, again, you guys. Could you just say that no, one more Motherhood should be hard. <laughs> um, it will be challenging. It will bring up a lot of stuff, but in terms of, struggling with oneself or like gritting one's teeth to get through the day or battling with one's, you know, deep, dark thoughts that um, are stigmatized in our culture, that isn't something that you have to live with. I mean, that's what therapy is there for. Medication can be incredibly helpful. So it's important that people be, you know, honest with themselves in order to take the best care of themselves that they can particularly because the research also shows that it can impact the attachment between the mother and the baby. Mm. Well, good. (laughs) (laughs) We're not. We're off to a roaring start. (laughs) Funny enough, today's episode was on fun. No, but But I I agree with you. I mean, yes. I mean, becoming a parent, becoming a mother yeah, it, it does. It heightens our awareness of our vulnerability because suddenly we are responsible for somebody completely. Well, it's so the the line about we shouldn't struggle. It's so funny because it, <laughs> it, it, it that, again, that's not what we've been told. 
Mm. I mean, I mean, just as much as it's it's the, you know, the media sort of tells us what postpartum depression is, and mm. the media tells uh, the media tells us a lot, guys. I'm beginning to think the media may be off uh, <laughs> a little. I'm beginning to think maybe they haven't had kids. Um, <laughs> but I, it, there is something about this image of shut up, mm. shut up. This is what you wanted. Of course, it's hard. Of course, it's hard. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's really a struggle. Well, you know, and the, like, but that, that's the thing. It depends, you know, yes, it is hard. And life right. is hard. We all know that, right. right? But I think it just depends on the level of hard. So, yeah. again, if somebody is suffering, and I don't mean suffering because, like, oh, you know, of course we're all sleep-deprived and it's, you know, difficult to be, you know, maybe breastfeeding or bottle feeding. You know, it's, it's all hard. Right. But if, again, if one is in their head struggling, let's say, with, you know, I shouldn't be here, I don't deserve to be a mother, I'm awful if people only knew what I was thinking, or obsessing over their baby breathing and not being able to get any rest while the baby is sleeping, then it's just, it's, why not take a look at that? Yeah. So it's like, you know, I feel like we are told that we're supposed to be mothers, but then we're also supposed to do it flawlessly, seamlessly, perfectly. And uh, that's just not possible. We need help sometimes. Last time you were on, we really took a look at, uh, well, we didn't take a look. We talked a lot about uh, experiences with miscarriage. Uh, And you and Teresa were very uh, generous to share your experiences. Um, And one of the things we didn't really get to tackle when we were talking about that was the anxiety that comes from them. We talked about uh, sort of the stress of having it, the stigma from having it, having it, but like we never got into the, okay, so are you going to try again? <laughs> like with the anxiety with that, like the anxiety yeah. of, of trying to even get to a place where you, where you want to try again. Uh, and then, I mean, you got, t- I mean, even those of us who have not had miscarriages can get incredibly anxious about mm-hmm the potential of a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so I, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that specific type of anxiety and how people can sort of work maybe, I don't, I don't know if you can work through that kind of anxiety. I think it's just one of those things you've got to, I don't know, you, I, I, can't, I can't address it. So I'm asking you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so I had specialized in women's reproductive and maternal mental health before experiencing my own 16-week miscarriage. So I sort of, you know, thought about these things theoretically and philosophically, and until I experienced it myself, of course, I didn't understand what it would feel like bodily. So after my loss, about four months later, I believe, is when I got pregnant again. And, yeah, I was terrified, not to get pregnant, but yeah, about staying pregnant. And I had no idea the level of sort of post-traumatic stress that I'd be struggling with um, because of my loss. And again, that, that wouldn't apply to everybody's loss, of course, but my particular situation was, um, you know, a, a later loss. And so I think that the important thing with this, women are having to live in their bodies pregnant and not sort of having control for those 10 months. If, I mean, you know, if the pregnancy works out in in this case, right? So after losing 
it's really hard to trust that. And so I, the fact that so many women are walking around having gone through that, um, I, I think that our culture needs to, yeah, address this a bit more. And this is partly why I created one of the cards in the pregnancy loss line um, is about this very thing. Okay. I, okay. Well, I know that for me, I want to get into the, the cards because I, when I think about, I know that I get anxiety in all honesty when I am, when people suffer a loss or something mm-hmm. to, uh, along these lines, it is very hard as the support group to know how to be supportive. I mean, I, and I think we talked a little about, about this last time, but it really, mm-hmm. you know, things not to say right. uh, to somebody who just suffered a miscarriage. And I, I don't even know the correct things to say mm. to somebody who has had one um, because I haven't experienced it. And even mm-hmm. if two people have shared the same experience, I think it's still hard to find the right wording to be yeah. supportive because everybody is, yeah. experiences it differently. Well, that's it. And I so mean, I, I think that's the key is that grief knows no timeline. We should not be judging our grief. We can't make assumptions about somebody else's grief. But the, the simplest way we can address this as a culture is to simply ask, how are you? That's it. How are you? I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm here. So you how know? did you, I, I, this was something, I know that this line of pregnancy loss cards w- is very important to you. This is something you've mm. been working on for a while and wanting to come out with. And I guess, you know, I, I'm I'm so jaded as a person individually that I'm like, how do you do that without it being weird? I mean, like, how do you, what led you to want to come up with these? And I have to assume the process in creating these was something you really had to, to work on. I, I'd love to just hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, basically, you know, soon after my miscarriage, I started writing sort of more about the politics of pregnancy loss. And then uh, last year, I launched the I Had a Miscarriage hashtag campaign with my New York Times piece in 2014 and decided to get really personal with my experience. And so I've done a lot of that. And then as you posted from um, on your site last time, Mm -hmm. uh, I did an illustrated piece to really try to break it down for people. Here are bite-sized bits of information to what to say, what not to say. So to me, the cards feel like a perfect natural next step in that I wanted to provide something that is concrete and meaningful so that we can connect after loss. So rather than the woman, you know, because so much of the research points to women feeling ashamed, self-blaming, guilty, and incredibly isolated after pregnancy loss. I'm trying to help shift that with these cards. Okay. I I just I want it to, I want people to no longer be able to say that they didn't know what to say. So just send this then. Can you give us an example of one of the cards? Yeah, so I mean one of them says, you know, grief knows no timeline and then it's a list of different things like if you want to scream do, if you want to rest do, if you want to hibernate mm. do, if you want to stuff your face do. So <sighs> And then it says something like, if you want to call me morning, noon, and night, do, be gentle with yourself, do. So I'm trying to convey a sense. So I have a background in public health. So I feel like this is a really sort of important public health effort, these cards. Yeah. But they also have embedded in them a deep psychological connectivity. You know, it's sort of like, I am validating your experience right now. Feel whatever you feel, and it's totally okay. 
and I'm here. And I, so I tried also in, in some of the cards to convey a sense of consistency because in our culture, we often really want to move on to the next thing. Well, you'll get pregnant again. At least, you know, you can get pregnant. Like the baby wasn't healthy. Let's focus on the next thing, whatever. But for a lot of women walking around, their loss is with them forever or, you know, for weeks, for months, for years, We, we don't know. And so these cards also provide an opportunity to reach out, you know, later, just saying, I'm thinking of you and, and I'm here. That's it, it's, it's, they really are wonderful. And it's such a simple and kind mm. thing to offer each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it really is. And I, and I do think we can get, it is very easy for us to get distracted with not knowing what to say or right. how to be helpful yeah. uh, and, and then wind up abandoning the whole thing. You know what well, I, and that's just it, yeah. right? And so it's like this is an enduring issue. This is a women's health issue that isn't going anywhere. This isn't a disease. We're not coming up with a cure. This is miscarriage. This is pregnancy loss. This is what happens when you endeavor to create life. Loss is very possible. And so as a culture, we need to get with that. <laughs> a little bit more, right? Like right. women are going through this. If one in four or one in five pregnancies are ending in loss, that's a tremendous amount of people that are dealing with some amount of grief or heartache or heartbreak or fear or anxiety or depression. And I mean, so I, I just think we can't we can't pretend like this isn't a very real and important topic. Oh, but that's been so easy to do for so long, (laughs) (laughs) about everything. Um, Right. Well, again, I just want you to know how much we appreciate you coming on to talk to us about these things. There's something very reassuring in hearing people tell me that things are normal in the sense that lots of people are are struggling with yeah. with anxiety and they're struggling with depression and they're struggling with loss. Well, we thank you. Thank you for for coming on and talking to us about thank it. You and so much. and thank you for creating this uh, this line of pregnancy loss cards and and as always we're going to uh, link everybody up to these cards, to where you can learn more about them, uh, as well as all your work that you've done. Because if our listeners haven't already gone and read some of the articles that we linked you up to last time, we encourage you to to go to them, uh, as well as to go back and listen to our episode on miscarriage, where we spoke with you before, and probably our episode on postpartum depression as well. Because again, these are issues that we're all dealing with, and or most of us are dealing with, and the more normal we can, can make them and the more we can hear that others are experiencing it, the easier it is to go out and get help. Um, So thank you so much. And I'm sure we're going to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Okay. Talk to you soon. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You make me sing la la la. You make a girl go Wow. Yeah. I know. I I just, I like her very much. Me too. And I think it's such an amazing decision to make these cards. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's really brave Mm -hmm. to do that because we don't address this. And 
I do feel like it's the kind of thing that we're pretty cynical as a society, mm-hmm. and they really are beautiful cards. Yeah, and they're, they're really beautiful. They're not like they're not like a hallmark. Sorry for your, you know. No, no. Yeah, and they really like solve a problem. Like, they do for many people because not only does it give us like the the friends who like want to do something and don't know what to do, or friends or family who right. want to do something don't know exactly what to say. It gives us a way to be to do something good. Yeah. For someone. And then, like, if if I'm the person going through that, that is something I would like to get. That right. is something I would be, I would appreciate receiving. I also appreciated that she said one of the other motivators was just getting this out as a discussion. Yeah. Getting people to identify and recognize that this is a thing and it is okay to talk about it. Yep. So, good Good job, Dr. Je- Dr. Jessica Zucker. Um, and, you know, again, I clearly my big takeaway is maybe I should go <laughs> give Dr. Jessica Zucker a call um, for, some, for some me time. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. Might help. Isn't that the old saying? Oh, you know what else couldn't hurt mm. and might help? Mm. Having a mom have a breakdown okay. here on our show. Let's do that. <laughs> Hi, One Bad Mother. This is Laura. I'm calling with Mommy Meltdown, Freak Out, Fail, whatever you, you, you know, fucking choose one. <laughs> um, my son just turned 20 months, and we are in the terrible twos, just full-on terrible fucking twos. I have been punched in the face and slapped and bit and screamed at um, pretty much nonstop for the past two weeks. And I know you're going to think, oh, two weeks, it's nothing. No, no, it's 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 just gotten bad. And my dog is a toddler with mutant strength, and she keeps <laughs> running away. And I hate being outnumbered by this fucking dog and this fucking kid. And I love my kid. He's great, you know. <laughs> but these terrible twos, I, I just wish that my parental ineptitude wasn't so fucking public. Because I'm always outside yelling and screaming at these two idiots. <laughs> um, and then my husband and I keep thinking oh maybe we should have another one nope after today nope fucking IUD tube ligation I don't care like I just I I am done this dog and this child that is more than enough and I'm just at my wit's end I'm hiding up in my bedroom right now while my husband finishes um, cleaning up dinner and chasing after this little kid who spilled milk all over himself. So we look like this fabulous white trash family because he's, you know, like the yard is not cut. And the kid's running around in his pull-up. And the dog is going berserk, too, and eating grass and probably taking a dump in the in the front, front yard. So I just... Please tell me I'm doing a good job. Oh, Please. Oh, no. Thank you. Well, you are doing, you are a, doing good a good job. job. Man, I... Sounds like it's not It's not looking like the way you envisioned it. 
I know, right? Yes. Somebody else is in a forest right now. This is, uh, I always go back to that image of like the Simpsons episode where like yeah. Maggie has to choose between going with Flanders or staying with the Simpsons. And yeah. She looks at Flanders and it's like a rainbow and like everybody's yeah. jumping beautifully. And she turns and looks at her old family and it's all, like black and white and there's mm-hmm. like sadness and just like just so depressing, right? Yeah. Um, and that is such like a vivid, vivid image I feel, so especially when I'm out. There are two things that she said mm-hmm. that really rang home, at least with me. Mm-hmm. And that was the like one was the two week two weeks is it's, is is it's eternity for that kind of thing. One day of that, yeah, one day of having much. your baby yeah. scream at you and bite you and pinch you and not do what you want them to do, or even like even even be the tiny bit reasonable mm-hmm. is enough to like knock you down. Mm-hmm. All right. So two weeks is like an eternity. Mm-hmm. So don't don't sell yourself short with how horrible you, how horrible something is and how long it can feel. Okay. Mm-hmm. You totally are entitled to that. And two, when she said she feels inept outside in public, mm-hmm. in particular when she's out, I that is my life currently mm-hmm. right now. Uh, Ellis is equally incredibly like willful and loud and running and escaping and grabbing and flinging and hitting and the pinching and grabbing and it's it's really exhausting and you do find yourself only being able to get out the stop it just come back just, uh, and you you feel like and you look at the other parents at the grocery store and it's rainbow mm-hmm. even though I know it's not Mm-mm. but when you're there they look like they're having such a nice time. So, like, yeah. you are doing a good job. This yeah. is, it is really hard. And that age that your child is right now is really hard. Mm-hmm. And you are doing an amazing job. Yeah, you are. You're not inept. No. You're doing great. You're doing such a good job. Right? Totally. Teresa, what did we learn today? I sort of feel like the anxiety stuff plays into the fun the fun, stuff yeah, because that that's totally like a source of anxiety for me. Like, is this going to be fun? Should I not do it at all? Well, it also know? ties into what the, our ranter said about mm-hmm. looking like inept. I mean, nobody wants yeah. the kids screaming at Disneyland. It makes yeah, you feel makes like you you're the bad. worst parent. Yeah. You're everybody's yeah. watching and judging you. Yeah. Oh yeah, this was a big. Wow, those things are all connected, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> Uh, but I do think we learned that that the yeah that the fun thing we got to take the pressure off of the fun and to try and embrace when fun is actually happening Mm -hmm. and not overanalyze it and just let it be try and make it last as long (laughs) as possible Uh, because you'll never be able to recreate it like that again (laughs) that's disappointing Um, two I, that, you know, once again, I don't, I, mean, I don't know how many times we have to say it and how many different ways it makes itself apparent. But everything that you are going through as a parent uh, and probably not as a parent, just in general, millions of other people are experiencing, mm-hmm. whether it's anxiety, whether that anxiety is at a level where you need to go and get some help, um, whether it's... Uh, the suffering a loss, uh, like miscarriage, uh, or whether it's just having your kid slapping you in the face in the middle of the grocery store, mm-hmm. uh, two aisles over, 
it's happening as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe that should be the new T-shirt. We've got to start, like, yeah. seeing, like, accepting it. Yeah. Accepting it. Because I really think there's some release in that. I think so. So, you know what? Everybody, you're doing a good job. Yeah, you That's are. That's the big takeaway. Yeah. You're doing an amazing job job and i missed telling everybody that last week (laughs) but you guys really are at teresa yeah you are doing a really good job thank you so are you biz thank you and we will talk to you guys next week bye Bye. i got to low down mama blues i got to low down mama blues got to low We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.